Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, let's get started. Today's topic is having hope in a depressing world. Yes, we all know that there's a lot of bad things happening in the world. But as a believer in Jesus, I can't let the world get me down. I just, you know, even when even when it does get to me for a while, I always, God always pulls me back to him. And I feel like he's doing that again right now. I think he's telling me that I've been like way too focused on all the bad news. And I don't need to list it off. You know what's happening in the world. And, you know, it was it was really just starting to um, steal my joy. Like, just like 100%. Like, like all I... I mean, even if I wasn't thinking about those topics, I just felt kind of, you know, blah, like, where's my joy? And I'm, you know, very thankful that the Lord loves me and he draws me back to himself, especially when I pray and ask for help. And he has been working on my heart and saying, you know, you need to go back to church. Um, After, you know, when my husband had COVID, of course, we didn't go to church and then he was sick and recovering and You know, we literally haven't been going to church for almost three months, and we we haven't been to Sunday school for three months. So I did go to church a couple times, but not Sunday school. And so yesterday I went to church, and I was just so happy to see my Sunday school class again and, and thank them for their prayers for my husband and for me and and just, you know, be able to fellowship and study the word together and go to the worship service and sing and praise the Lord. And we heard a really good sermon from the pastor that also happened to be about having hope in the middle of very bad times. So I think God was giving me a little message there that, you know, yeah, you're on the right track. And he does that with me quite a bit. <laughs> I'll go to church and the sermon will be on something that I was just talking about or something I just wrote about or whatever. So I love those little like little smiles from God that kind of help me confirm when I'm thinking correctly. And anyway, the sermon was about, was Isaiah 9, I believe. And... The people were, um, they were either under siege or about to be under siege. But the prophet was telling them, you know, that better days were going to come. But as we know, those better days got interrupted because they did not recognize the Messiah when he came. And unfortunately, after that, after they rejected Jesus, um, 
God switched over to the Gentiles, which is good for us. And I would say that was always, God knew that was going to happen. Um, so their loss is our gain. And eventually we will all be one family, the Jews and the Gentiles. We will all be serving the Lord together. And that's something that a lot of people don't seem to know. Like Jews don't seem to know that Christians are now grafted into their family. And Christians don't seem to know that Jews were the original church of God, the original chosen people of God. And I've read some really horrible things online, anti-Semitic, hateful, evil people and, and their words. And I just urge anyone listening to this, don't, don't believe that. You need to, you need to read your Bible. You need to learn. You need to know that God has not forsaken the Jews. He has a plan for them and there he's going to bring them back and he's going to open their eyes and they are going to see their Messiah. In the meantime, though, um, some of them are starting to believe in Jesus. But that's not really the topic today, even though I think it's an important topic and I hope that everyone will consider looking into learning what does the um, Bible actually say about Jews and Gentiles and what is their relationship, you know, today. One thing I was kind of naive about is that Jews, uh, they won't even say the name of Jesus, the ones who are, you know, religious Jews. And they also don't like Christians, which I never really thought of it. You know, I never asked myself, oh, do Jews like Christians? So God kind of brought that to my mind yesterday. And so now I, I realize that um, just because I have, you know, was raised to believe that the, the Jews were God's chosen people doesn't mean that, that it's reciprocal um, because they're blinded. They're blinded to Christians and the church and Jesus. So right now they just see us as a bunch of nuts or some kind of religious cult or someone trying to steal their God away from them or who knows what. But also something I did not realize was that for a long time, maybe not as much now, but in the past, many Jews blamed Christians for the Holocaust and for other atrocities that were committed against them by the Catholic Church, which, of course, I'm not a Catholic, so I never lumped myself in with anything the Catholics did in the past or the present. Um, but evidently, the Jews don't differentiate between Christians and, and Catholics. Protestants and Catholics, I should say. So, they, I guess they think that the Germans were Catholics, or, I don't know, I thought most Germans were Lutherans or something, but somehow they believe that Jesus' followers were responsible for the Holocaust, 
which obviously no true believer in Jesus would would have been involved in murdering Jews. So that just goes to show you that like everything else, there is all kinds of information out there and people can get very confused about truth and they just believe what they've heard and they, you know, if you were a little kid growing up and you heard that Christians Christians caused the Holocaust, then you what you're just going to assume that's true, right? Um so maybe be more sensitive and careful to speak the truth like if you're with some Jews so that they understand what you actually believe. Um, so that they don't just dismiss you if they find out that you're a Christian. Be sure that they know what you believe and hopefully you're believing what the Bible says. So that that said there goes my dog again. Being realistically hopeful in a depressing world is our actual topic for the day. I'm going to have to go in my closet and maybe I can mute the dog a little bit. I really would love to have my own recording studio with no dogs and no noise. And maybe someday that'll happen. So let me ask you, are you afraid to be happy? Have the past two years or maybe your entire life, or maybe something terrible that happened to you caused you to think that the world is just a terrible place that is beyond hope. And so you just kind of live in a constant state of depression. Well, if it's, if it's recent or if it's chronic, I just want to urge you to, to try again, to, to, Learn to look for some joy, even in in the even knowing the things that you know. You can still have joy in Jesus, and you know some of us are just kind of naturally more glass half empty people. We just kind of see all the negatives, we see the flaws, we know that bad things are out there and we don't like it and, you know, we just tend to think about those more than than some other people who are just more, like, uh, positive. You know, they just, they're thinking about what's the good things all the time. Well, if, if you have that naturally maybe a little s- cynical or suspicious or negative personality, um, which I'm kind of like that. I mean, part of me is not like that. I'm, I kind of have two sides to my personality. Part of me is like that. Just I see all the bad things. I know all about all the risks and I want to protect myself. And the other part of me is very carefree and spontaneous and wants to have fun and thinks that someone's going to take care of me and I don't worry. And, you know, that that part of me usually wins out. But because of COVID, <laughs> the, 
the negative side has been winning a lot lately. So, you know, I also have a tendency to enjoy dystopian novels and movies and stuff. And, you know, as long as it was just fiction, then that was one thing. But when we started actually, like, living in it, I then it got a little too real for me. And right now it just seems like we're about one step away from, you know, Big Brother whisking us away. But if we don't get the vaccine or, or who knows, or, you know, if we say the wrong thing on social media or if we don't follow the party line and bow down and, you know, even pastors, even churches and Christians have been arguing about, is it okay to say, let's go Brandon? Should you, should you obey the authorities and get the vaccine? Should you wear a mask? You know, this, this pandemic has just been so hard on people's mental health because it, it's something we've never, we haven't had to go through before. And it's really made everyone have to question, what do they believe? And I'm sure you've heard the term, the hill to, a hill to die on. Well, we all have to decide for ourselves, what is the hill we're going to die on? What are we going to say, nope, I'm not changing my opinion on that. You know, even though it's going to cost me. It could cost me my job, cost me my relationships cost me, you know, my Facebook account, it could cost me friends, it could cost me money, you know, am I going to, you know, everyone has to decide what matters to them. Well, you know, be strong and pray about it. That's all I can say. But in the meantime, we're talking about being hopeful despite all that. So who can be happy? Who can be happy with all this stuff going on? Well, I look around and I see a lot of people that are happy. That means that they are either just unaware of these bad things or they have accepted that they have there's they have no control over it and they just choose to keep living their life anyway. And I think that's probably what quite a few of my friends have done is cuz I know they're not stupid. They're they're not oblivious, but they've just made a decision. Well, you know, I can't, I can't fight, you know, the new world order, or I can't fight Biden, and I can't fight government mandates, or I can't, you know, I'm just gonna do the best I can. You know, maybe some of them have decided to get the vaccine, or they haven't got the vaccine, but they, they're still just not sitting on their computer watching videos about it all day long because they feel like that doesn't help anything. And, you know, I feel like I'm at the point where I've watched enough videos about evil big pharma and, you know, I've I've written a lot of posts about it. I've written a lot of articles. I've written... I've made comment, uh, blog, podcasts about all of that. But I, I'm ready to be hopeful again. I'm ready to just live the rest of my life as long as I can. And 
um, until the next crisis, right? I mean, who knows what they're going to do next? But I'm not going to sit around waiting for something else, something bad to happen and wasting the, the good days that I may have. Like today is a beautiful day and I, I, I woke up and I had to check my phone and I was like, no, I'm not going to read any news. I'm not going to, I'm not going to even go on Facebook. Of course, somehow, I don't remember, but I saw an article about something bad that had happened today. And I just said, I'm not going to click on that. I'm not going to read it. So I wrote this article about real, being realistically hopeful and it's it's aimed at people like me and maybe you people who know what's happening but they don't want to stop living or they're they're ready they're burned out they're burned out on the the just depressing news and they're just like you know what i'm just going to keep start living my life again and i say let's do it let's do it let's enjoy our thanksgiving let's plan ahead for life let's enjoy christmas new years you know let's if you live in texas right now is our best weather for running and you know we're working in the yard we're doing projects outside because in texas it's too hot to do this stuff in the summertime and like it's no fun but the fall is awesome so today I, I woke up and I went for a run. I ran four miles and it was so nice. I didn't even want to go back in the house. So I just went back out and, and walked another half mile just because it just felt so good. So what can you do? Here's a, here's a few ideas. Uh, watch a funny movie. Read a great novel. Bake a cake, sign up for a class, or train for a marathon. If you're a musician, dust off your your instrument and play it. You're an artist, start a new um, painting or something. Um, if you're in a really bad place, get some counseling and help, you know, do it, maybe even medication. Whatever you need to do to kind of break the control that the negativity has over your life. Um, you know, getting counseling is like so common these days. The stigma is pretty much gone. Even the stigma of medication is gone, which is great because people people need help. And, you know, I, for me, I think um, spiritual spiritual help is very important. But some people may need that as well as a medication or a more of a formal counseling, you know, therapy, get whatever you need. And, and then if you stop thinking about this stuff, then that means you have to start thinking about new things. So you're going to have to literally put new information into your mind because your mind is going to be searching around, looking for something to think about. And the habit you have is to think about all this bad stuff. So you're going to have to replace that with some new stuff. And I understand, I mean, I still 
you know, have the urge to just like listen to podcasts. So I'm going to have to listen to podcasts that don't talk about, you know, the current events. I just, I just have to give that a rest. I want to learn more about crypto. I want to learn more about history. I want to learn about, um, you know, I want to study my Bible more. I want to learn, you know, how to be a better writer, how to be a better podcaster. I want to learn about marketing. I want to learn, you know, I I always want to learn new things. So I just need to stop focusing on that negative stuff and channel that energy, that that desire to learn things into some something else. And I also want to be productive and helpful in my life. So I'm going to try to write more like helpful posts like I used to do and help the people out there that are suffering because there's so many people that are suffering from depression and anxiety that that need something positive to read. They need help. They need um, to know that there's hope. And that's what I'm offering you in this podcast right now. Um, so another part of changing over from being depressed to hopeful is being grateful. And I know some people have a really good habit of like thinking of things to be thankful for, but other people need to develop that habit. And I really encourage you to do that. Like just if you've never thought about the things that you have to be thankful for, why don't you just like pause this right now and just stop and think of something good in your life, something that you can thank God for, because I know there's something, you know, sometimes it's the absence of things. Sometimes I thank God that I'm not sick. I thank God that I'm not in pain. I thank God that I'm an American that I live in a free country for now, right? I thank God that I have a house. It may be a mobile home, but it's mine. And it's got a roof and it's got walls and windows and and a floor and it's got electricity and plumbing and, you know, air conditioning and heat. I have a place to live. I thank God for my shelter. I thank God for the, the basics of life. And everyone should do that. And, and then sometimes it's helpful to look around at the people around you that aren't so fortunate. And, you know, that can help you realize, oh, maybe you don't have it so bad. Now, if your life is really that bad, I'm sorry. I really am. And I, I hope things get better for you. But usually there's always someone out there that's got it worse. Um, you know, people are in jail, people are, have terrible diseases. Have you seen those pictures of those people in Africa that have these horrendous tumors in their faces and necks and, uh, look up Mercy Ships. They're a good organization to donate to, but just be thankful that you don't, you don't have one of those horrible tumors. Okay. Um, so what if you're just like so upset? One thing that you need to learn how to do is breathe. Take a breath. And let it out. And there's a whole science behind breathing that you can study. That's something you can look up. Um, do you know that living in a chronically 
depressed or anxious condition actually hurts your physical health as well. So if you can work on your mental health, it will also help you um, help your immune system. So um, it's not your fault. If you're feeling anxious, some of us have been anxious since we were born. Um, some of us have learned to be anxious because our mothers were anxious. And it can be a genetic thing as well. Um, but you can master anxiety. You can learn to um, be aware of your body's feelings and, and recognize that a lot of anxiety is just a physical sensation, a very unpleasant one, but it's not real. You feel like you're going to die. You feel like you're going to stop breathing or faint or fall down. But you can kind of step away mentally, like imagine yourself stepping away from your body and say, my body is experiencing anxiety right now, but I'm going to be okay. I'm not in danger. And you can learn, there are techniques you can learn to control your anxiety. And that can help you to be more hopeful because it's hard to be hopeful when your heart is racing and you're, you feel like you can't breathe. So I just want to give you hope for that. Real hope. Jesus is real and he gives real life. He offers you supernatural peace. He offers you freedom from, from being judged for your sins and freedom from slavery to sin he offers you healing, um, spiritual healing and physical healing. He offers light in the darkness. He is the king of kings. He is a mighty warrior in the spiritual battle that is raging all around us that you can't see. But everything that's happening in the world right now is part of that spiritual battle. So ask Jesus to help you trust him with your anxiety, with your fear, with your anger, any bitterness, and with your health and relationships. Just go to him for everything. He can give you peace if you, if you truly believe that he will. You have to believe that he can and that he wants to. And you have to believe that he is who he says he is. He is the son of God and he is with, he's at the right hand of God right now. So you can also look look where God is at work, which usually means like, you know, go to church or some other kind of organization and, you know, volunteer. There are a lot of good people out there doing good things in Jesus's name. And if this is all just seems like impossible and you're like, that'll never help me, then I do urge you to get professional help because your life matters. So life is still worth living, even in 2021, and and I, you know, kind of had a little bit of a hunch yesterday in church that COVID is going to last for three years. This pandemic is not over, and I mean the whole picture of it, the chaos, everything. So it started in January or February of 2020. So I don't think it's going to be over until uh, the end of 2022. That's my prediction. 
But, you know, we're going to be okay because we know that in the end, Jesus is still in control and God is still in control. And God is working through this. He's using this to reveal a lot of bad stuff that's been going on in the world. And, you know, there were some things that I didn't know, like when the BLM riots and all that were going on. I ha- I did some research. There were some things I learned that I didn't know about the oppression of black people in America and also about the prison system. So, you know... Don't just assume that everything that's out there being put out by the liberals is is wrong. Do your research. Some of that stuff is actually based on on facts. Okay, so I'm going to have to wrap it up here, but I just want to urge you, my friend, if you're feeling super depressed or suicidal, I want to give you the suicide hotline number. It's 1-800-273-8255. And I hope that you're not feeling like that, but I just wanted to put that out there for anyone who is listening to this and is very depressed. Because, um, you know, if I could, I would I would sit and be with you and let you talk or whatever. But since I don't know you, call this number and they will listen. And if I do know you and you need to talk, then call me and I'll be happy to talk to you. And, I, and it, you know, it makes me so happy to know that there are people out there listening to this that I do actually know. <laughs> and that always amazes me to think that little old me, I have a podcast and people are, people are actually listening to it that I know. Not just random anonymous people in the world, but my friends. And I, and I, I want you all to know, even if I don't know you in real life, you're, I do appreciate your listening to me. Because, you know, I, I'm i not just talking to the wall. I'm talking to you, my, my listener. So if you found this helpful, and please share it with anyone who you think might need to hear it. Anyone who might be feeling depressed or down about the world. Just, you know, send them this link. Um, probably the easiest one to send it to would be the, the Apple link. Because most people have the Apple Podcast, but whichever one you think. And, you know, if you don't mind share, uh, liking or um, following or subscribing, that would be awesome too. So thanks again for listening. And I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Bye now.